Welcome to Fix Your BS Podcast, where we explore the belief systems of the most successful people in different industries. I am your host, Dr. Greg Persley, also known as Dr. G. And today we have an amazing and absolutely amazing guest. She has grossed over 2.5 billion in product sales and is known as the queen of pitch. You've seen her on countless TV programs, also some movies and motivating from stage around the globe. She works with entrepreneurs and businesses to clarify their messages, perfect, perfect their pitch and scale. She is the owner of Forbes Riley Media, Pitch Secrets Masterclass and Forbes Factor Live Training. I give you the one, the only Forbes Riley. And the crowd goes crazy. Well, you know, in case you haven't seen this, let me do a little intro. Uh, I'm a big video person. Can you see that video screen? Absolutely. All right. Audio jump. Let's give it up for Forbes Riley. The reason you don't have what you want is you don't know what it is. I've grossed $2.5 billion by tweaking people's pitches on infomercials. You hear things differently than I do. I hear money every time somebody talks. I hear enrollment, engagement. Hi, I'm Forbes Riley, and today we've got a great product for you. Take a look at this. She's got me, <laughs> she's got me working out of, what are these called? It's called a spin gym. She launched her multi-million dollar company by mortgaging her house and her kids' education fund. She knew it was gonna happen. I think pitch is everything. I don't care what kind of product that you've got. If you don't know how to pitch or articulate it, you will go nowhere. I coach CEOs of Fortune 100 companies who have stood there and told me, Forbes, you pitch my company better than my marketing team. You don't get to sit home and wait for the phone to ring. No, it doesn't really work that way. You write down action steps. You get a mentor. You find someone who's done what you've done and you ask them how they did it. If you dream it and you hold it to be true, you keep driving towards that. You keep talking about that dream and actually you keep taking action. And then one day you're like, oh my God, how did I do that? I started out as an actress in Hollywood and a TV host, everything from the X Games to my own talk show. And about 20 years ago, I took the entrepreneurial route. I ended up on home shopping. I'm tired of seeing women suffer. I grew up heavy my whole life. My mom was 260 pounds and she was miserable. You want to be your... Oh, well, that's enough of that since you have me here in person. <laughs> that's a good introduction because well, most people that don't is, have that. That is an amazing introduction. And I'm actually working on a teaser video, but it's not even coming up, going to come close to that. Wow, that was amazing. If you guys are uh, listening to this instead of watching it, you need to go to YouTube and check that intro video out right now. Oh, man, that was really, really cool. I will tell you, if you if you type in my name to YouTube, you can sit there for about 14,000 hours. Uh, I've been putting up YouTubes for 20 years, and I did it before they were making channels. I used it as a storage cabinet. I mean, my very first TV appearance was in 1976 with Bob Hope on NBC. I did the $20,000 pyramid up 19... They're all up there, so you can literally go, oh my gosh, where I was between the TV and the movies and the soap operas and the things I've done. Uh, YouTube is my friend. Well, that is fantastic. And, you know, I'm impressed because... You know, most people dabble in something and then they give up and you have stuck with this and said, I'm going to make this my career, not only my career, but I'm going to be great at it. So what gives you the inspiration, the motivation, the, the tenacity to continue on doing that? I never thought I had an option. And then when at some point we're going to get to talk about how I managed to want to talk about tenacity in the face of people massively wanting to destroy you, how I got a fitness product out to the world. I just never, there was never going back. You know, I do speeches about that now that you, there's no plan B. Um, and I think life is so fascinating. I tell, I get to tell my life story a lot because I'm a public speaker and I get on some pretty major stages and I discovered recently uh, how wonderful it is to be vulnerable 
and to mm -hmm. share, you only get to see the top part of my life. You get to see television and fame and mansions. And I own a television studio and I knock on wood, I've got healthy kids and a very sexy husband. Have you seen my man? I, I have, yes. Yeah, yes, I, you know, I, I voted for him actually in, oh. in the most recent, uh, let's see, he was on, uh, he's had a couple competitions and I voted for him online on on the most recent one. Well, I appreciate that. You know, he is a fitness bodybuilder and he looks a lot, he looks a lot like Thor meets Captain America, which is not <laughs> typical. Uh, and he's younger. And so you go, Forbes, how did you do all of that? And all I get to do now is tell the story of how it happened. I did not plan all of it the way that it is. Uh, in fact, I rebel against people who have five-year plans because I wouldn't have known anywhere five years ago that this is where you could be. Mm. Um, but I've always been wildly tenacious and I'm very stubborn. Stubborn helps. I'm born under the sign of Taurus. So by nature, you tell me what I can't do, that's what I'm gonna go do. <laughs> and I'm also got a little bit of ADHD. And so I have probably the wackiest career that you've ever imagined. You know, on one hand, I'm standing next to Stuart Scott, the greatest sports broadcaster, co-hosting the X Games for ESPN. And on the other side, I'm acting in a soap opera and then I'm also launching an online home shopping for 20 some odd years. Wow, how did you do that? I have no idea. Here's what I did. I just wanted it. I wanted mm. to matter. I wanted to be known. I wanted a lot of things. And I just wasn't willing to stop. Now, here's the irony as I tell the story. Inside of me, though, I don't think she's there anymore. But for a long time, was a very insecure little girl who had a broken nose and braces. And I had a tongue crusher for three years. I couldn't talk. And had a very lonely childhood. Mm. And so I'm a big believer of manifestation, so much so that we call it Forbesing it. What have you Forbes lately? Forbesing it means to manifest your dream, especially when people around you say, nah, you can't do that. Because mm. that's all I've ever had. Everyone was always like, nah, who do you think? And I just set out to prove people wrong. Now, I don't know if that's a career and a life, but I got to tell you, it's quite motivating. It gets you out of bed if your goal is to prove somebody wrong. Hashtag watch me. You said <laughs> I can't do that. I'm doing it. Um, but it's, I, it's such a fun look back because we're in a world now, you know, I'm 62 years old and all of a sudden I'm watching shows about diversity and me too. And I'm thinking there was none of that when I was growing up, you know, I was a little overweight. I was sent to Overeaters Anonymous. I was made fun of because I was not a, you know, on a soap opera, this was me and I'm holding up a pen. This was, sorry, this was Julianne Moore and Meg Ryan on As the World Turns. And this was me, I was the size of a mouse. Well, mouses are fine, except they're most staying next to skinny little pens. And so my whole life I hated my body because they told me to. And now I'm looking at mannequins that are plus size and cover girls wearing bathing suits that are 70 pounds overweight. And I'm like, did I wake up in an alternate reality? Because this would have been very different if I'd grown up then. You know, I think a lot of people are asking that nowadays is, am I, did I wake up in an alternate reality? What is happening? But, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, you can only, if we talk about fixing your belief systems, your belief systems are brought, you know, the things that you believed from your past and that you use as a filter to make decisions today. And just because something happened in the past that's happening now, doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just different. And you have to kind of pivot and react with it. And the word pivot's been thrown around a ton over the last couple of years. But that's what I love about this is that I think that your, your genius is that you allow the flow of the universe of God or whatever the light source energy, whatever you want to call it, but you allow that flow to come through and you don't block it. And you just say, you know what? Yes. I'll do that. I can make that happen. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep going and allow the connections to come out of that. When you talk about manifest manifestation, it's the manifestation plus action. Those two things combined. Well, the other thing too, that's fascinating is that the world was changing as I was in it. 
it's changing faster now. So what changed was all of a sudden cable television. When I grew up, there were only three channels. Then there were 500. I took advantage. I was a pioneer. I had like eight different series on cable television. Then home shopping came along. and Oh my God, that made so much sense to me. You could sell products on TV. Then infomercials. And I was one of the pioneers of infomercials and the whole concept of that. And so what's happened though for me, and this happens as you get older and all of you will at some point, is that things started moving so fast. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I've got almost 2 million followers on Facebook, but I'm not on TikTok. Like, well, how come you're not on TikTok? Like, because it's all moving so fast that depending on when you jump into the stream, you get to jump into the stream. And I think I probably will become more of a hero to older folks who are wondering how, wait, is all this passing me by? My dad was 70 years old when he passed away. And, in, and uh, it was 1980, I think, and emails were just coming out on a computer that had a big green screen and the big clickers and the little dot thing. It was horrible. He's like, this will never catch on. <laughs> well, dad, I love you, but guess what? If you had seen what caught on. So you must, I think now, decide what it is that you want and your best avenue to jump in. You cannot do it all. And Instagram and, and a lot of the things that you're seeing will have you believe that you should now also know how to dance moves. Wait a second. I'm sorry. I was grow up as a dancer. I would have loved being able to TikTok, but I have no desire to do that right now. So being intentional with your process and where you are and going for what you want and what makes you happy, I think is the ultimate journey. Yeah, that is fantastic. And that's actually through the book. Uh, fix your BS, which you had, you've written books and you have another book that you're going to be putting out. And that's awesome, which we'll have links to all that information for everybody. You can click below. We want to make sure you, we send you as many extra followers. We want to get you to the million one, if we can. No, 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 1.9. I need to get to two. You two. need to get to two. We need to add a hundred thousand, a uh, hundred thousand more people. So we're going to send people that way to make that happen. But that's what the purpose or the the theory of fix your BS is. It's it's a five pillar approach and there's five steps to get there. And the first one is create your vision. That's the first step is you got to create vision. Now, here's what people mess up. They think vision is I'm going to sit down and I'm going to think about it and, and it's just going to become reality. But vision is basically you experience things and then you go, what did I like about that? What didn't I like about that? And how does that relate to what I want to be in the future? And so tell me a little bit about that. I mean, was that something you ever did or currently do? And if you do currently do it, like what, what kind of vision do you have in the future of what you're trying to do, trying to create? Number one, I never say the word trying. Ah. That's, that's a big no-no in my world because you either do something or you fail. And most, the, the, I'm not going to say what most people do. It's very important to learn from your failures and take those lessons or you will repeat them. And that was a huge lesson for me to look at the failures and go, okay, what didn't I do there? Because mm-hmm. just saying, well, I tried is bullshit. There you go. There's your BS. That's the first BS monitor. I would say, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a huge visionary, although I don't realize it in the beginning, but the, the phrase dream it, believe it, achieve it is something that's carved everywhere in my home, in my studio. And it's been my whole life to dream. It means to literally sit in a room all by yourself and come up with stuff. That's so fantastic. So I'm a little girl sitting in my bedroom a lot watching television and I wanted to be James Bond and I would obsess over those movies and I didn't realize that my want was really powerful. The wanting to be James Bond shaped my entire twenties. I traveled all over Europe with hardly any money, jumping on and off trains in a backpack, uh, did movies. I wanted to water ski and snow ski and I had no money. And I just kept thinking like, what would he be doing? And it took me even to a place now I, I was never a spy but I did some undercover con work. It's a kind of a long story, but that's how much I really enjoyed that notion that he lived a life like no one else. And I thought that's, that's, that works for me. That's what I want to do. 
And when I look at, you know, even going down to Club Med and, and finding, being able to work down there so I could scuba dive three times a day, who does that? Nobody in my world was ever doing that. And that's a lot of how I, I vision things. I've had vision boards my whole life. Manifestation is completely real. And how you, I mean, you manifest everything. There's three guitars behind you. you. You, at some point you bought them, you fell in love with music, you put them on your wall, and now you're streaming that out to the world because it all made sense to you. Mm -hmm. Well, when people don't take advantage of this, they take whatever comes at them and then wonder why they're not happy. When I, I, I'm a big thing about, and I didn't even realize I was doing it in my twenties. I said to my parents who'd never left the United States, I said, mom, I'm going to get a backpack and go see Europe. And here's what I'm going to do. And I took a map of Europe and I drew from England down to the, the West coast of France to Spain, all the way down the South of France. There was Italy. And I drew a whole map of it. I said, that's what I'm going to do. I've got this book called Europe on $20 a day. I'm going to tear out the pages when I see the site and come home when I have just the cover. That is a plan. And it was a very serious, actionable plan. And it drove me so that when my, my URL pass ran out, the date expired and I had no more money, I forged my URL pass date. I was not coming home because that wasn't the plan. And so I've discovered, you know, I've built homes and I'll tell you what, if you make it up as you go along, the change fees are extraordinary. You would better draw out the plan and stick to it because you can't walk in going, I'd like to put this window here. Oh wait, you haven't done the framing yet. No. And the window's too big because you didn't stick to the plan. <laughs> I had on my vision board, Costa Rica. I kept thinking about Costa Rica. A friend of mine lived there and I kept just in the back of my head, this thing. All of a sudden I got invited to a mastermind in Costa Rica. I got invited for two weeks. I ended up staying for two months. Hmm. Then I had Dubai on there. We're always talking about Dubai, talking about, I get a phone call, two first class tickets to go speak in Dubai for 10 days. Now I, had, I literally didn't water the plant very much but I had it on the wall. I had Greece on the wall for the last two years. I kept talking to my daughter about it. We're going to Greece, we're going to Greece. COVID hit, we couldn't go to Greece. The borders were closed. As soon as they opened up, she and I said, let four weeks. I just got home from Greece, by the way. <laughs> and it was amazing. How did I get, why did we even get there? Well, because we said we were going to. I think I, there's one major key that you're, that you're pointing out and it's literally repeating itself through each of these stories. The moment that most people get an idea, that vision, most people do the opposite of what you do. You go, oh, it's coming into my mind. I believe it must be real and it must happen. And most people justify the reasons why they can't make whatever comes into their mind real. Well, I can't do that because I don't have any money and I can't do that because I don't have any time and I can't do that because whatever. And they justify, justify, justify. And they talk themselves out of it and they don't realize what I believe is if something comes through you like that and comes into your mind, especially if it keeps repeating itself, you have what it takes. Like it's, it's supposed to happen. You just have to believe it and start taking action toward it, which is literally the repeating theme you've talked about in every story you've said. So I commend you for that. I love that. I saw this thing called flying dress in Santorini. That's my photo. You see that? No, not quite. Uh... Oh, oh, no, no, did it not show up? Hang on. Did I show my wrong screen? Come I on. see your screensaver. <laughs> oh, wait, where did it just go? It just disappeared. My beautiful screen just went zoom away from me. Hang on. Oof. That's so funny. Uh, okay. I have this. I was so excited about to just button that up right there. Hang on. I have no idea why technology bummer. And I have wait, a couple wait. of too many screens open. You know how that goes, right? Whatever happens, use it. I That's know. One of my favorite phrases. Well, what you said though is very, very important. I, I don't, I don't really know a lot of people. I don't, it's funny. I know millions of people, 
But I don't know that that's the reason that they're not getting what they want is because they hear the voice, but they don't listen to it. I think that's very sad. And I do think that's how my parents were for most of my life, which is, again, I just looked at that and go, yeah, that's not what I'm going to do. All right, I'm going to try, I'm going to do this again. Like they can't say the word trying, it doesn't work for me. I see the screen and tell me if, oh, well, hmm. for some reason, something's not working on my computer. All right, well, I will keep trying. <laughs> I'm going to let you ask until, until it makes that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, make it happen. Yeah. it's, I'm a little See, I think that's an interesting thing too, because when you have your mindset on something and people call it stubbornness, but a lot of people, they say, well, <clears throat> if it's too hard, it must not meant, be meant to be. It must not you know, be meant to be. Oh, there you go. Yeah, dude, that is an amazing photo. That's right. That awesome. was taken on my daughter's phone. That's not even the real photo shoot. Yeah, but that's really that. cool. And then I'm looking at my daughter and I in a catamaran, and then we got her in a dress and did the same thing. And you're like, that was uh... our vision. Now, here's the crazy thing about the vision. That is our hotel room. That mm -hmm. is the view from where we were staying. And we didn't stay, we had a budget, but she is brilliant when it came to coming on Google, looking at reviews, getting deals. And I'm looking at this going, dude, how could you not want that? So, and I'm glad I passed that along to her because she and her brother are still overseas. They are, they went to Croatia, they're 19. They went to Croatia on their own. They went to Hungary. They were on a boat for 10 days. They're in Greece right now. I mean, sorry, they're in Italy, heading back to Greece. Like because we just decided that we could do this. And I think that as a society, we do tell each other what you can't do. Who you and you know what's interesting about that? What's interesting, and people need to hear this because I say it all the time, but my, my listeners need to hear this over and over. When someone tells you you can't do something or shouldn't do something, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with that other person's belief that you can't do it or that they actually can't do it. It has more to do with themselves and the fact that they can't see themselves doing the thing that you said that you want to do. So they're justifying themselves. They're not justifying anything about you. So when they say that, all you have to do is go, well, that's, you know, I appreciate you saying that and you can move on. Or you can think in your head, well, that's sad that they can't see themselves doing something as big or beautiful, as wonderful as I, I can do. And that's one of the things I live by is just because you can't see it doesn't mean I can't see it, man. I'm on my mountain. I can see further than you on my mountain. You're on your mountain. You can see what you can see. That's fine. But don't tell me what I can't do because number one, it well, it does drive certain people like you, Forbes. It drives you like, oh yeah, I can't do it. What are you going to think now? But I just, I don't take that to heart. And I hope people listen to that, but just don't take that to heart. If you say you're going to do something and you feel it's right and you're taking action toward it, eventually they'll shut up and believe you because you'll start to have enough successful actions that they go, oh, maybe, okay, maybe he can do that. And uh, it has nothing to do with you in the beginning when they say that it has everything to do with them. My question is, why are you hanging out with those people? I don't have a lot. Uh, this is really, I don't spend any time justifying what I do to anybody. I never have. Uh, and one, I grew up as a very awkward, lonely little kid. I had some physical deformities and things I had to overcome. And so I spent my childhood very much alone. And my parents, my mom was an only child. My dad had only one brother we never saw. And so, and I have one younger sister who not very close to because I think very differently. So I don't spend a lot of my time justifying my decisions. In fact, when I went to Europe on that trip, I didn't take anybody with me. And you know why? Because I did not want to have to compromise. You want to see a museum mm -hmm. and I want to go here? No. And I just went. And I will tell you that in business, you must be obsessed. You must decide that what you're doing 
is what you can be doing. Because if you ask 100 people, they give you 100 different answers. I have a very large inner circle. It's almost 6,000 people at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been very committed to teaching pitch since COVID started. So I have a very nice, large group of people. And what I teach is when you want to get your idea, product, or service out to the world, I have a very specific way to do that. That's where the 2.5 billion comes in. I really did earn all that. And there's some formulas that I now teach, but it's been interesting. So I, I came across, I'm working on a new logo. Now here's a funny thing. I put it out to my group and everybody had an opinion. I put a new book cover out. Everybody had a different opinion and I'm listening to all this. And then one of the people writes, you know, Forbes, why don't you just spend more time focusing on doing it than asking other people? I'm like, oh dude, you're missing the point here. What you're missing is I'm not asking anybody for their opinion or approval. I'm taking a little bit of a survey to see how it resonates, but I also got all that engagement. And I don't know about you, but getting hundreds of people to engage with you, Mm -hmm. the smartest way to do that is to ask their opinion. And the fact that everyone had a different one, it comes from their experience. Well, I don't think many visionaries ask for permission from anyone. I'm sorry, Columbus, the world is flat. You're going to die. I got you. I'm going anyway. You can't get to the moon, JFK, because how do you get there? We're going. And so visionaries don't stop to ask for directions or even help them. I got this. Mm-hmm. And you will find, I defined the word, I redefine the word no, because it's a ridiculous word. No, you can't do that. I'm sorry. No means never ending opportunity. You ask the wrong person, the wrong question and go ahead and get a no. It's irrelevant to me. And it's funny when you live this way, but I'm thinking as you're talking that when you're li- talking to these people, it's because you're probably sitting around with a group of your friends and sharing your idea and everyone will tell you what they can or cannot do. I, would, I don't go out to bars on weekends. I don't sit with a whole group of friends. I have my husband, I have my kids, and I work a lot. I love what I do, I also play real hard. And I don't stop to ask your opinion if what, you, if what I think, what I wanna do is valid. Case in point, I have a fitness product here. This was the ultimate exercise and don't ask anybody. Um, I am a fitness expert. I'm in the National Fitness Hall of Fame. I've had a very cool experience launching over 1500 fitness products. I wanted something that was mine completely unique, unlike anything else. Well, if it's completely unique, people are gonna look at it going, well, what is that? By the way, I had a resistance band slip off my foot and shatter my nose. I don't like resistance bands. So I hunted for a long time. When I came across this, your first impression is, oh, Forbes, that's a yo-yo, what could that do? Well, if you're smart, you'll touch it. And the second that you touch this thing, what you start to realize is it vibrates in a very unique way and it activates all of your muscles at the same time. Well, on television, it's very hard to show that. You don't really see much, right? And I was told, I took this on a reality show called Pitchmen. They told me it wouldn't work. And then they proceeded to, as reality shows might want to do, look for the drama and thoroughly embarrass me on national television. And if I was any less stubborn, I would have packed up my bags and go, okay, you're right, I shouldn't be doing this. I woke up the next morning after the show aired on Discovery. Spingen was the number one Googled word in the country. Forbes was number three. Okay, but it wasn't really good. Uh, they had said some things in the show that were not true and they were going for the drama. I, I get that. I don't respect it, but I get it. And my husband, my ex-husband at the moment turned over and said, so huh, what are we going to do now? I said, we're going to make and sell spin gyms. He said, but nobody wants them. I said, but they're all wrong. He said, they can't all be wrong. I said, but they are. Hashtag watch me. Now, for the next three years, every single day, every single morning that I woke up, all I could, all I could think about was hashtag watch me. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, to launch your own fitness product, to do the research, the development, the fundraising. I mean, I, I mortgaged my house and my kids' education. I didn't ask for outside money. And then to write the books that go with it, to shoot the videos, to, to be compliant for home shopping. 
I can't express to you the laundry list of things that you must do. So when people come to me with an idea and they're like, well, you know, I think I want to do this. I think I want to. No, that doesn't work that way. No one ever, Tesla is not, I think I want to. Listen to Elon Musk, how he slept in his where in, in the manufacturing plant for three years. If you're not obsessed with what you're doing, it just won't work. I don't think. Or it won't work at the level you want it to work at. It'll look, work at a very low level and eventually will go away. I, yeah, I totally agree. Obsession is one of those things that I've noticed in highly successful individuals. They are uh, obsessed. And, and I saw in that uh, video that you had Grant Cardone, obviously you spoke at his growth conference uh, a few years ago. And that's one of the, his books, Be Obsessed or Be Average. You know, Be Obsessed or Be Average is basically taking your obsessions of your life. And that's literally in Fix Your BS, five pillars, relationships, finance, career, health, and faith. Those five pillars, you want to be obsessed with all of those and play all of them at a very high level. The most successful people to me are all five of those pillars because I know a lot of people that have money, financial success, or maybe career success, but they don't have any of the other ones. Right. And uh, if you don't, if you only have one or two of those pillars, you're not successful because you, other the other parts of your life that are necessary to be fulfilled and whole are crumbling, and uh, you end up in a place where you're just unhappy. And that's I, you know, I know a lot of really rich people, rich, that are very unhappy. They're so they have so much money they don't know how poor they are. Oh, that's such a great statement. You know, it's funny. I agree. I was 42 years old when I had my babies, uh, almost didn't have them. I was so focused on my career and my career came to a screeching halt. Both my parents died within a year of each other. Uh, 9-11 happened. I'm from New York. My brother-in-law, we lost nine people that day when the second building came down. Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, sometimes it takes getting smacked in the face. Maybe COVID was that for some people when the lockdown happened and you get to take a moment of self-reflection and go, okay, what's important? What do I want? And at that moment, I remember thinking, I just want children. Mm-hmm. And luckily I did, uh, but talk about manifesting, literally within moments of saying that I ended up getting pregnant uh, and having the two most beautiful babies. And that was, a gr- and then by the way, you have to be careful because what you wish for, you don't always get the way you want it. Within six months of having my beautiful twins, uh, a little boy that my husband and I raised for 12 years was murdered. Mm. And my wedding, he was my best man at my wedding. And he, our wedding photo was on the cover of the LA Times in not a good way to have a shooting long before shootings were popular and devastating mm. and fascinating how we dealt with that. And that's part of what I talk about because this has not been an easy ride just because I wanted it. doesn't mean I haven't bumped my head, scraped my knee and, and lost people along the way. Um, so you also have to understand, like you said, what's important. And then when my marriage fell apart, because when you lose a kid, things happen, it, people change. And I wanted true love, but I didn't want it for like 10 years of my life. For 10 years there, when I was raising my babies, I made a decision. I said, I don't want to half-ass this. I love these kids so much. I have a real idea for how I want to raise them. And I'm not going to fall in love. Well, so my entire, for 10 years, I didn't really date. I focused on my kids. I took them, the three of us, we went to all, we went to, you know, dude ranches in China. We went to all of you know, made great memories. Because I also, as I redefined that word, no, I redefined the word mom. Think about your mom. How many memories do you have? If you really, really think about it. So I think MOM is moments of memories. You don't remember the day that she made a bologna sandwich that didn't work, but you do remember X. You remember the, you remember whatever it is you remember. And I said, I'm going to carve out moments that we as a family will never forget. And if you ask my daughter, who, by the way, now runs my company and has made $2 million at 19, uh, doing digital marketing. Yeah. She's pretty extraordinary. Um, 
we she and I can remember a baked potato that we had sitting outside uh, a theater in London. And it was this moment that we, for whatever reason, we remember the play, the moment that it was just her first baked potato. But that's a crazy moment. I don't she doesn't remember the other things. Like, I think I missed a couple of parties or a, a school play, but we remember those things. And maybe because we were traveling, I think traveling is a big part of cementing memories. And then I said, as I was getting, they were getting older, I said, I think it's time for me. I was sitting outside, I was in a dude ranch, loved to ride horses with the kids. And it was only 38 cabins there, very small, and everybody was families. And the kids are adorable, we had a great day. At nighttime, it gets very quiet and very dark out there in the mountains. The kids are playing, they go to sleep, and I'm sitting there by myself. And it hit me and it said, I'm freaking lonely. Mm. What have I done? I have a great career, draw awesome kids. Shit, I'm missing something. And then I sat down and I said, okay, what do we want now? And I wrote a list of all the things that I wanted in a partner. Uh, and I was very, very specific. I had pictures of what I thought were power couples. I took a picture of Cindy Crawford and her husband, Randy Gerber. I took a picture of Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen. I took a picture of Laird Hamilton and Gabrielle Reese. Do you see how specific I was with this? Mm -hmm. And I said, I want to have, I want to walk on the red carpet because my ex would never do that with me. And I wanted to look a certain way. And then a friend of mine said, well, what does he look like? I said, I said, your husband's really cute. When did, how did you make that happen? She said, I had this idea that I wanted someone who looks like he walked off the cover of a romance novel. I said, oh, oh, I like that. Can I use that? And I put that at the top of my list. Kind of be, I was 57 years old, being mm. a little facetious. And Joshua walked into my life. He came in as a fitness model. We had a mutual friend who was a videographer. He said, do you want to meet a two-time Mr. Arnold? And I'm like, yeah, I didn't think much of it. He's very handsome, very cute, very fit. And here's the crazy thing, and he will tell this forever, is that he is the one who made this relationship happen. And you're like, really? It's like, yeah, he at the point that he was at in his life, and is there a great photo of, of the two of us somewhere? Yeah, somewhere there's a photo of the two of us. Well, I love that, the middle one right here, the transformation. Well, that's his first transformation. Yeah, that's I know, but I, I'm just saying that that right there, a lot of people, you know, that that's inspiring to a lot of people. It's like, wow, he did it, maybe I can do it, you know? Well, here's a crazy thing that I don't know if you realize, but January 2022, he was hit by a car and he lost everything. He shattered his foot, his body, his ribs were broken, his back, spent six months in a wheelchair as COVID was happening. Wow. And this is June of 2020. And he came to me, he said, take a picture of me. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Do you know how you look, babe? He said, I am going to be Mr. Olympia in a year from now. And I thought, oh God, I mean, did you see how you look? Those guys train and nothing happened. Yeah. And this is him a year later. And it's a, it's an amazing, powerful story that he tells that we love to share because he went to the gym, even though he was limping and he lost, he, when he got to the stage, this is how he looked. He looked great, but he'd forgotten that because of his shattered ankle, that he was never going to walk really well barefoot. And he lost pretty big and it, I know it crushed him. And he came to me and he said, I'm going to, I was supposed to retire. He's 44 years old. He said, I'm going to do it one more time. I'm like, oh my God, do you know how hard it is to watch somebody go to that level, world-class fitness competitor? Right. And two weeks ago he entered and this is him. He won. He walked away with two medals and he did what he said he was going to do. He became a champion again. And it took two years of the most dedicated work. There he is with my spin gym, by the way. I he see won. that. I see that. Yeah. He really does do it. And I'm wildly proud of the, the story. And I said, Joshua. I know you don't want to hear this, but I think before the accident happened to you, and this is for everybody, you're going the way you think you're going and you get derailed. That derailed can be and should be your defining moment in life. 
because bad things happen to all of us, but it's how you handle it that decides who you are as a person and what you mean to the world. And I said, Joshua, your recovery, because he's got a fitness program that now is selling like hotcakes. You know why? Because they don't think it's just about you. They realize that it works. Mm -hmm. And that changed everything. That's an amazing story. I appreciate you share, sharing that. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm pretty proud I, of it. But like you said, I like the fact that on all five burners, your life has to work or it just doesn't. I, right. Yeah. I mean, I've got some great stories and and I've featured a few of them in the books, in the book about people that <clears throat> were playing such a high level in one spot, but then they realized at some point in their life, you're like, I, I don't have this or I don't have that or, well, I've got a great relationship, but it's really hard to, you know, do anything in a great relationship if you have zero financial, you know, acumen at all. You got to have at least some finances, you know, or somebody that's really rich, they don't have the the health and they, you know, I, I always say this, you know, health is the one thing we uh, don't think about in America until it's the only thing we think about. Um, I own a integrated medical clinic. Uh, I was a chiropractor and still uh, for the last 15 years. Um still have my license, everything, but I just don't treat very often anymore. But, you know, I, I watch people who didn't think about their health until literally one day they're like, oh my gosh, I, I have to do something about this because I'm not able to do things in my life. And I'm like, you should have been thinking about your health the whole time. And that's one of those pillars. So, um, wow, this, this has been, it's so funny how aligned we are with, uh, with, all the ideas and and the the information because this is it's reality it's 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 the principles of life and it's the same thing as why you i connected with you in order to get you to be on this podcast it, it's like i manifested it you probably did at some point as well for whatever reason and i'm sure we're going to be able to work together on different things in the future because of uh just the alignment on the the viewpoints and the beliefs that we actually have and how we get what we what we want and desire in life well, I've done a lot of talking. I actually have uh, I have a cancellation for tomorrow on my national radio show. And can I, in public, invite you to come on the Forbes Factor? I would love to come on the Forbes Factor. Absolutely. Yeah, so I get to hear you talk. Yeah, I like talking. I like I, know, I like I listening know, right? to that. Yeah. Great stories. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. We're now you're going to be on the Forbes Factor, which is on every Wednesday live on Voice America. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I look forward to being on that. I'm going to tell all sorts of fun stories. Good. I love that. <laughs> Well, I, this has been a, a treat for me. I'm so excited. Uh, you were telling me about some of your movies that you've been in, and most recently you were in a movie, and um, I believe it was on... Uh, on Amazon Prime. On Amazon Prime. Farm to Fork to Love. It's a cute little Hallmark romantic comedy. Uh, and I don't, you know, I guess star in that one. I have a small part, but it, you definitely know that I'm there. Yeah. Uh, and it was nice to do that during COVID. I do have a, a new book coming out, and I will tell you what, what I'd love to invite everyone to. This is what I'm up to for real. Uh, one, if you just go to myname.com, ForbesRiley.com, you'll see a bunch of free gifts there, uh, free inspirational videos and a lot of fun stuff. But every Sunday since COVID happened, I have been doing a thing called Pitch Secrets Masterclass. And what I've been doing is it's going live with a group of people. And in fact, I should actually play this game with you before we leave and working on their pitches and teaching my system. Because I believe that the word pitch means getting anything and everything that you want. And if you knew the system, you'd be much better at it. And why wouldn't you want to be? And it's funny because it starts with what you do. And so if I said to my darling, what is it? What do you do? Like when we at a networking party, what do you say? Well, I would say that um, I work on people's belief systems in order to compress time for them to reach the life that they want, to build the life that they want. Okay, so here's my interesting question. The way you said that, why would you be talking to generic people when you could be talking to me. People do this all the time. I ask what you do. 
here's my belief. I don't think when you ask what you do that people care what you do. They really believe what you can do for them. Mm-hmm. And you unconsciously go, oh, wait, I get that. So it, try answering this question. What could you do for me? Uh, well, I could help you define your vision of the life that you want and uh, create shortcuts for you to get there. Okay. So now, as you said that, which again, a little generic answer, and I'm going to show you how this it's, it, I'll tell you what, it, it gets, I love this. This is, a, this is, all, this is I, I, I love getting deeper into stuff. Well, you said it as though you weren't talking to me. Mm. Forbes, right. You know me. And so for you to say Forbes, I can help you get your vision deeper. That almost sounds a little insulting to me as though, but, but think about it for a second. Yeah. So let's say I meet you and you recognize me. Like, hey, Forbes, you know what? One of the things that I do is I take people who are at your level, who are such strong visionaries, and you don't even realize at that level how much a coach could push you to, you know, to extraordinary. If you're up for it, I'd love to have a conversation with you. How can I not say yes? And I think the goal of someone asking you what you do is to get a yes, not to answer the question. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. So people, I know it's, a, it's very, very different. It's why I'm wildly successful. and I come home with stacks of business cards. My assistant would always say, oh, what am I supposed to do with these? I'm like, those are people. Those are people that I connected with. Those are all relationships and those are all dollar signs if you do it right for both of us. So when people meet me at a party, right? Ask me what I do. Forbes, what do you do? I could tell you that I've grossed two and a half billion dollars. I've hosted lots of infomercials. I'm in movies. I do blah, blah, blah. I teach pitching. And what do you care? Then you're going to, oh, then you're going to say, well, what movie? I know what movie I'm in. I know all about my life and we haven't moved the relationship forward. So ask me again. Uh, Forbes, uh, what do you do? I created the greatest fitness product on the planet. Want to see it? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. That's I mean, all I want to get. All I yeah. want to get is that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You, you know what? Yes. I'm going to put give you a thumbs. The next thing you know, literally out of nowhere comes a spin gym. And now we're going to be playing at a party and you're going to go, this is so cool. How do I buy one? And I'm going to go here. You know, you give me $40. I'll give you this. Trust me, I'm not doing it for the $40. But literally people leave going, I have a piece of Forbes Riley with me. And then I'm going to say to you, hey, can I call you tomorrow to follow up with you and see how you're doing? Wow. I just got an invitation to call you because I'm worried about how you're doing with this new product that you just purchased. And I'm going to assume at some point we'll talk about other business, but there are usually people like, oh, wow, that's crazy. How do you get your book into somebody's hand in 90 seconds? Hey, and that, that's an interesting, it's a little bit bigger than this conversation, but that is what I do with people. I get them to just change the way they interact. The second thing I, you know, I firmly believe that when you hang out with me and part of what I do in my trainings is get you to listen differently. And for example, What's your name? My name is Greg Persley, also known as Dr. G. Okay. Now, the problem with the way you said that mm-hmm. is I have no idea what kind of doctor. By the way, I just got a doctorate. I've got an honorary doctorate. Uh, but you don't know what kind of doctor you are. And so the next question would be, oh, you're a doctor. What kind of doctor? If you say it that way, isn't that usually what you get back? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh, then what, what kind of doctor you are you? Yeah. Right. Uh, and what do you say? I'm a chiropractic physician. Okay. And then they say, oh, I either got a back pain or, but is that what you're doing right now? Is that what, is that what you want out of a stranger in a relationship for no. them? No. Right. So where would you want them to go for real? Uh, well, if I, if they ask me my name and where they, uh, where I would want them to go, is that what you're saying? Basically? Yes. Where do you want them to go? Uh, well, my name's Greg personally. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a inspirational no i don't know i don't know where we're going with this <laughs> well, no because here's here's my question to you um by the way when anyone says they're an author and speaker that's like saying i i breathe air i don't know what that means hey i'm an author of a best-selling new book 
or I'm a speaker about motivation, be very careful that you qualify those words. Otherwise, the words mean nothing. Mm. I'm an entrepreneur. Well, good for you. What does that mean? I'm the CEO of a multi-million dollar company. That's what I am. I'm not an entrepreneur anymore. Oh, well, that's a different level of respect. So my question is, when you meet somebody, see, I very clearly know when I meet you, you're going to know about this within 90 seconds and we're going to have fun. And what that does is make me wildly memorable. I met that girl with the, that's, she's fascinating. That's what I want out of the relationship. Hmm. What do you want when you meet somebody? Well, what I want is just, uh, what I always want is to get to know them as a person and what drives them. That's, that's always my goal. So when I meet somebody, I'm always about them. So Greg, that's an interesting conversation. And I'm going to tell you, you have enough time in your life to do that. You won't be as effective if you want to do, if all you want to know is about them and their story. There's 7 billion people on the planet. Mm -hmm. You don't have the time to do that. You're going to, and I, this is a very, I think you should be very selfish in this moment because you, you have something to offer them. I don't Mm -hmm. want to, unless you're going to pay me to listen to your story. I don't want to know your story. I want to assume, make an assumption here and support you. I'm going to make an assumption that as a busy entrepreneur, if you could pitch a little better, you'd make more money. Is that interesting to you? It's 100%. That's all I want. I just want to help you in my own way. So you want to help people by getting the, when I read your book, what do I learn? Um, well, when you, read, when you read the book, you learn how to um, define the areas of your life, the five pillars of your life, define them and uh, create the vision for each one of them that you want, uh, you know, the end result that you're looking for okay. and compress time to get there. And so when people do that, what's the result for them? Are they happier? Are they richer? Yeah, yeah the result is, is that you have a more fulfilling and happier life. Hey, so, you know, I'm Dr. G and, you know, G stands for, in my world, we have a, actually, we have a product called Get Shit Done. You know, <laughs> G stands for getting what you want. And I've just written an amazing book to get you to fill out the areas in your life so that you're living a more fulfilled life. Something you might want to look at. And I'm getting, I only did that off the top of my head. I'd want yeah, to do that. I, but that, no, that's brilliant. That's amazing. You're, you're extreme. I like everybody listening to this needs to go check this out. If you're selling anything, which everybody's in sales, uh, you know, if you want to, at some point, I don't care if you're working as an employee, you're going to try to sell your boss on the fact that you want a raise and you need to know how to sell that. So it, it, everybody that's listening to this needs to f- go to click that link and make sure that you check this thing out because that is, I mean, this is gold. I'm getting a free masterclass right now. This is well, fantastic. I, you know, I, I love doing this because again, it, it's, if you want to raise, you don't walk in wanting more money. You walk in getting your boss to understand that if he doesn't pay that him, not him paying you enough is belittling the work environment, or you just make it about him. It's yeah. fascinating when you do this. So when somebody meets me, I'm like, Hey, my name is Forbes, Forbes, Riley, Forbes as in the magazine. Mm-hmm. You know why I did that? Because you uh, connected yourself with something that's very memorable and, um, well thought of well it's even more selfish than that because here's what happens if i just say forbes riley people are like oh is that your first name you short for and i get into a five minute conversation about my name i know my name and i know it's forbes riley not right so why would i want to confuse the other person so what i've done is i've literally unpacked i know when i meet somebody if i just say my name it goes nowhere that's the first thing i'm, I'm so i'm saving us time so forbes as in the magazine also goes well she part of the magazine? Is she rich? Is she famous? Good. Now we're on the relationship that I think I deserve, even though you're a total stranger. You're like, how did you do that that fast? Yeah. And so Dr. G, hey guys, my name, and I wouldn't even say your last name because your last name is kind of unusual and fun. I go, hey, my name is Greg. They call me Dr. G. Get to the point. Yep. And if you know they're going to ask you what kind of doctor, hey, you know what? I'm a doctor of you getting, you know, getting your business to the next level. I've got a product called No BS. It's like, oh, wow. 
dude, all of a sudden you became the most important person in the conversation. You're interesting and you can help them. Not that you don't want to know about them, but think about how many minutes you have on the planet. That's true. That's true. And what's funny is, is that this, so I went to a growth con in 2019 and that was the one there, there was 30,000 people in the you know stadium or whatever, and um, collected a bunch of names and business cards and that sort of thing. And, and met of some amazing people. But I realized at the end of that, I always look back at events that I go to and I'm like, what did I learn from this? What did I like? What didn't I like? Um, what did I do well? What could I do better? I always do like a post event recap. And one of the things I realized is that I had a ton of business cards and I had a ton of people's names, but I couldn't remember who, you know, who they were basically. And so I was like, that means they didn't remember who the heck I was. Right. And I went, that's unacceptable. So if you ever follow Grant Cardone, which a lot of people on here do, he has his nickname and nickname of his is Uncle G. Well, Dr. Greg Persley. So I just said next year, um, I'm going to start saying I'm Dr. G. So they would remember me. Now, this is, I think, my fourth growth con. I have a whole, I mean, hundreds of people. Hey, Dr. G. It's very memorable. It's, you know, it's just one of those things. And that's literally why I used it was to stand out. But now I'm going to take the information you just gave me and I'm going to take it the next step further. Dr. G is the no, is the no BS guy. Oh, yeah. now I know why I know him. I'm sorry yeah. that you missed this this one. I gotta tell you, this has been four months in the making and a lifetime to actually get here. When I heard her story, it just touched my heart. Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it. And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing. Never give up, never slow till I finally prove it. Never listen to the no's, I just wanna keep moving. She brought the house down. I agree. Forbes Riley is amazing. <laughs> but I will tell you, I had a blast. I think uh, they have, they are, you know, one of the things I love is I watched Undercover Billionaire when I was in Greece. That's a great show to mm -hmm. watch the humbling or the watch three very talented entrepreneurs go into a city and create businesses from nothing. I think that's a pretty valuable show that I just loved. Yeah. Well, it shows people that there is uh, there's more possible than what you think is possible. And uh, it shows how these guys think, which is way different than what most people, um, you know, believe is even possible. So I, I, I hate to do this. I could sit here and talk, you, talk to you like all night, but I'm looking forward to being on your show tomorrow. That sounds yeah. awesome. Uh, thank you so much for all the nuggets and for the free masterclass. I, I just absolutely appreciate the um, how you dive in and you're just like, you just are, tenacious about helping. I love that. Um, but I look forward to working with you in the future. You're like one of my favorite people and uh, it just, you're so energetic. And I just love that. There's, there's this brings a smile to my face. I want to go take on the world now. Uh, <laughs> oh God, looks like you have to go take some, have some dinners. Is your wife walking around? Is that what's going on? Yeah. 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 Well, my wife, my kids that, you know, I got, I got my whole family walking around here. Yeah. But um but yeah, I appreciate you being on here. Everybody follow up with Forbes Riley. She's got great stuff, but obviously you want to visit Pitch Secrets Masterclass. I'm actually going to visit that now too, because I've got to work on this and get better at it. Um, but I really appreciate you. Everybody click the links that she has below. Thank you, Forbes, for uh, being on the show, Fix Your BS, where we look at people's belief systems and why they do what they do to create better habits and make sure that they can build the future they want in five simple steps. All right, you, bye. <laughs>